like this is capitalism. This is building a business, but I don't like capitalism. And my dream is to get enough money off of this to go and make enough money off of something else to, to build uh, enough money to do something extravagant for, you know, by the time I die. For people to look back and say, oh, that was Jeremy, he did a good job, <laughs> you know, or to have a good Wikipedia page or something, you know, to, to, to be remembered for some way. That's why I want my money. Crushed on the train, we stand by the window, sweat through the hard parts of June. We hugged it out and tucked it on purpose. Nothing else I needed to do. This is episode six. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla, and this is The Age of Jeremy. Now, I work full-time at uh, one of the largest banks in America uh, as a relationship manager. And when I think about this, I think that I'm not doing as best as I could be for society or for myself. And I know that I meant for so much more. Well, something amazing happened to me this year in 2017. My good friend and old boss, John Vasquez, asked me to help with his motivation business. And I said yes. And we actually created uh, JV Impacts, which is a company that focuses on motivation, health, and life. Now, John Vasquez had some money saved up, so he went ahead and uh, left corporate America. And he's doing that full time. Myself, I'm still working full time at the bank, but I'm still doing this with him. And that's what's important. But from this, we decided to create a podcast. And that's when I fell in love with podcasting. Now, my vision turned into me thinking of what else I could do with my creativity around podcasting. And that led me to want to create one of the largest and best media companies in the world. Now, there are some other things I want to do along the way, like uh, become governor of Arizona. And that's what I plan on doing. And a lot of people may think that this is far-fetched, but uh, we're going to see what happens. And I want to share that with everybody. So this is the best account that I can give of my life in the form of a narrative podcast. And uh, this is how I'm going to attempt to share my story. Let's see how it goes. New York is older, changing its skin again. It dies every 10 years, and then it begins again. If your heart was in it. trying to think about it and I don't know three things one I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that I know how to do and that's how to build an audience especially because I'm so let's be so honest not really growing that great of an audience 
but at least I'm slowly growing an audience and I'm pretty confident that I can continue to grow the audience. What I don't think that I can figure out how to do and where I kind of second guess myself is trying to figure out how to get uh, revenue. Now I get the concept we have ad inventory. And so what I mean by that is that at the beginning of the pre-roll, so there's a pre-roll, a mid-roll, and I guess a, a, a post-roll. So the pre-roll are the ads that come in at the beginning of a podcast. The mid-roll are the uh, advertisements that come in in the middle of the podcast. And then the the post-roll are advertisements that you might do at the end of the podcast. Now I get that. And the inventory that you have is the amount of time and slots that you have to be able to put those ads into the the podcast or into the show. So at the beginning of the show, which we didn't do at this show and we might do in other shows, I'm not sure yet, but we would have like 10 seconds, 10 second slots at the beginning of the show. And we would be willing to take on say two of those. So two 10 second slots at the beginning of the show would be the pre-roll ads. Then you would sell uh, mid-roll ads in the middle of the show, say 30 seconds. So if we did 30 seconds of those and we did two of them, we would have a minute worth of commercials. And the same thing works for the uh, post-rolls. So that's what uh, that's what ad inventory is. Now, selling those to people is what I can't wrap my head around because I've never worked in marketing. Now, I do have a master's degree in business administration with um, a graduate certificate in in marketing. But I've never actually worked in, mar- worked in marketing because ever since I graduated college, I've been working in the bank. Technically, this isn't radio, but and not in marketing. But how do I get to the point where I can um, get to the studio when I don't know how I'm going to make how I'm going to make money? I know that I can make money if I have money to make shows, or if I can find enough people to make shows. So the only thing is, I don't want to give venture capitalists or angel investors a piece of the company. Because I don't like them. Meddling. Well, it's not the meddling. I don't. Like, this is capitalism. This is building a business, but I don't like capitalism. And my- I should probably clarify it's not so much that I'm anti capitalism. I have two business degrees. I have. Well, technically, I have three business degrees, and uh, and uh, they all promote capitalism and free markets. I think that there's there's other systems out there that can possibly work better than capitalism. And um, I'm not saying that we need to change uh, our society away from capitalism and the concept of free markets. I think that we just need to change certain aspects of it, especially how it relates to education and to healthcare. And I'm a big advocate for uh, universal education and universal healthcare. Um, But uh, needless to say, we do live in a capitalistic society. And to be able to make a change, I feel that you have to have money. And one of the ways that I can make money is through capitalism uh, with JV Impacts and with Age of Radio. And so that's what I'm trying to do so I can do something better. And what we're listening to in the background um, and what keeps coming in and out is a conversation that I have with my wife because I need to figure out how I'm going to get a certain amount of money And I am trying to do my best to uh, steer clear of investors, which brings me to a very important point. How am I going to, to get that money if I'm going to clear steer of investors?
Before we talk about crowdfunding, let's have a word from our sponsors. All right, first we have Age of Radio Podcast Awards, and this is how we're going to start doing the podcast awards going forward. They're actually going to be sponsored content within our podcast and hopefully other podcasts as we grow. But let's go ahead and kick it off with the January podcast. Uh, Don't forget to vote for the December podcasts that are up right now on our Age of Radio Facebook group. And you can find that by going to Facebook and typing in uh, Age of Radio Heads. And that will take you to our free open Facebook group where you can vote for our monthly podcast of the month that we are going to advertise right now. There they were in this tiny town on their birthdays, and they couldn't find anything to eat. But they decided they would try to make the best of it. At least they were in a pretty place. They wandered around and took a lot of pictures. This was the late 90s, so Erin and her boyfriend were shooting on film. Yeah, lots of pictures of the town. There are some really beautiful mountains um, right nearby, um, and you can go hiking around there, and it's really beautiful. You get back to the bed and breakfast, hungry, and you just you go to sleep. How how did you this sleep is criminal. that night? It's considered the best new radio show in America, according to the Huffington Post. Each episode is hosted by Phoebe Judge, and it explores a different case in each episode. It tells stories about people who have been wrong, who have done wrong, or gotten caught somehow in the middle. This episode is called Unexpected Guests. Get criminal wherever you get your podcasts. So we got home and, and, you know, I'm sure a few days passed or some time passed. And then um, I had taken the film in to develop. Um, and I don't know if I waited and there were a couple roles or if it was just that role. But when I um, went to pick up the prints, it takes a few days or whatever. And um, immediately you look through, like I remember I'll, every time I would take photos you flip through the prints like immediately, you know, you're always really excited, usually like sitting in your car, you know. And um, I was flipping through and partway in, there's a picture um, of my boyfriend and I just kind of in our, we were in our clothes, like on the outside of the bed, you know, like just kind of had fallen asleep. And um, I looked at it and we were both very clearly asleep. Um, And I immediately was like, well, how could we both be asleep? Like, this is so strange. Like, did he, ha- you know, did he happen to take this picture? And, you know, so I'm looking at it really closely. Um, and you can just tell by, you know, like our eyes and the way our bodies were that. Make sure you we check out totally Criminal out. again, like, anywhere really you get your asleep. podcasts. Um, so Let's then, get back you know, to the I show. Kind of freaked out and oh, oh, like, like, what are your thoughts on me trying to do crowdfunding? I mean, and I don't know enough fucking. I, I don't know enough about it, and I'm sure you don't know too much about it either. But like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, crowdfunding is it is what it is. I mean, you're reaching out to the public, offering them a service that they could participate in, and if they like the idea, then they'll buy into it. Um, I mean, there's different types of crowdfunding where you're literally just asking money for nothing so well so no so you're i think from my understanding a business can't legally do that only people can do it Mm. so if 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 i'm asking money for the business i have to give them owner i have to go through a platform that manages their ownership in the business 
obviously, Danielle and I don't so, like, know shit about crowdfunding, really, because we've never done it. So I am going to try to explain uh, crowdfunding. So essentially, there are two primary types of crowdfunding. And the first type is rewards crowdfunding. And that's where entrepreneurs pre-sell a product or service or both to launch a business concept without incurring debt or sacrificing equity shares. And then there's equity crowdfunding, where the backer receives shares of a company usually in its early stages, in exchange for the money pledged. Now, for Age of Radio right now, I've been thinking about the first, but I haven't been sure because I want average investors to be able to fund the project. Now, regular people like you and me, from what I understand, can be those types of investors. And I think that the Jobs Act made that possible. So I went ahead and did some research, and this is what I found. The JOBS Act is a set of laws passed by Congress in 2012. Effectively, these laws relax the restrictions around how individual investors like you can invest in private, early-stage companies. There are two major pieces to the JOBS Act. There's Title II and there's Title III. Title II went into effect in 2013. It allows a startup to publicly advertise that it's raising capital. You see, since 1933, it's been against the law for a private company to tell the general public it's accepting investments. If a company wanted to advertise to attract new potential investors, first it had to go public in an initial public offering and then list itself on a stock exchange like the NASDAQ. But going public is time-consuming and expensive, which is why only large and more mature companies tend to go this route. Historically, for a young private company to raise capital, it needed to have a pre-existing relationship with its investors. For example, people that were friends or family of the company's founders. And that might help explain why you haven't had too many opportunities to invest in private companies before. But Title II of the Jobs Act lifts this restriction about advertising. Now, early-stage companies can advertise publicly that they're accepting new investors. If they want to, they could put up a billboard in Times Square. But most companies don't put up billboards on the street. Instead, they use the internet. Specifically, they post their deals on special websites known as equity crowdfunding sites. These websites play matchmaker between entrepreneurs looking for capital and investors like you who are looking for early stage investments that have big upside potential. But to be clear, just because these opportunities are online now, that doesn't mean everyone can invest in them. Currently, only the investors known as accredited investors can invest. An accredited investor has a net worth of at least $1 million or earns at least $200,000 per year. But if you're not yet accredited, don't worry, because equity crowdfunding is about to become accessible to everyone. This is where Title III of the JOBS Act comes into play. Now, to be clear, Title III of the JOBS Act hasn't gone into effect yet, but it's about to. And when it does, it will allow all investors, regardless of their income or net worth, to invest in early-stage private companies. Monday, May 16th, 2016, was the first day that ordinary people could invest in startups. It's not just for the one percenters anymore. The Title III rules set by the Jobs Act uh, allow startups such as Age of Radio to raise up to $1 million in a 12-month period through crowdfunding. Uh, private companies such as Age of Radio are required to issue financial statements to potential investors. 
Now, of course, there are always some limitations. Investors with a net worth below $100,000 can invest either $2,000 or 5% of their annual income or net worth, whichever is lower. So where does that leave Age of Radio? Well, it puts us in a place where we have the possibility that we could do crowdfunding. And the reason why I would prefer to do crowdfunding is I would want ordinary people to be able to own in this media company and allow them to benefit from the company that provides shows and content designed for them. When you have a business, there are really a few ways that you can get money. Of course, you could get revenue, which is uh, income for selling your products or services. You can get debt by going to a bank and applying for a loan, or you could ask family members for a loan, or the other way is to get people to invest in it. And there's really investors or there's crowdfunding, which is investing also, but it allows regular people to do that investing. And what I need essentially is $30,000. Now, could I do it without $30,000? Yes, and I'm going to try my fucking ass off. But I would like to get $30,000 because the sooner I can get it, the sooner I can get a studio. And what that $30,000 does is it allows me to buy all the equipment that I need to get a studio up and running where we can make podcast shows. Because we're going to be making narrative podcasts. We're going to be helping brands make podcasts. And essentially, I can't do that out of my home office forever. And the sooner that I can get this piece done, the sooner it'll be, uh, I guess, I guess it'll be easier to get people in and start making podcasts because one of the difficult things is working virtually with the people that we're working on podcasts with right now. This episode of Age of Jeremy is brought to you by the Age of Radio Podcast Awards. We started off January at the beginning of this podcast showing you a clip from the podcast Criminal. Let's hear a clip from Sword and Scale. Sword and Scale contains adult themes and violence and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We know in this, in our business, that people on flaca or bath salts will do this type of behavior where they attack their victim and, and they do the biting and actually uh, just remove pieces of flesh. This is it, guys. Final episode of the season, final episode of the year from Wondery. Welcome to season four, episode 105 of Sword and Scale, a show that reveals that the worst monsters are real. Sword and Scale is an immersive audio experience covering the underworld of criminal activity and the demented minds that perform the most despicable and unthinkable actions, proving that the worst of monsters are very real. It is hosted by Mike Baudet. This is episode 105, and it is a story of a young man named Austin Heroff, who earned worldwide recognition for his actions on the night of August 15th, 2016. Could drugs explain his behavior that night, or was something else to blame? Imagine you're a 59-year-old man, 
spending an August night with your wife in the garage. Now, this isn't just some normal garage. No, this is a garage you've set up just to your liking. You open up the garage door so you can wave hi to your neighbors as they pass by. A steady breeze comes in through the open door, tempering the heat of another warm Florida night. On a night like this, memories come rushing back. You think about all the family dinners you've shared. Right here. The cigars you've smoked. The last-minute bachelor party you threw together. And all the barbecues you've hosted. And of course, you can't help but think about the countless nights you've spent in this garage watching TV with your wife over the last 19 years. You take a seat on the couch, glance over at her, and think, this is what retirement is all about. This is what life is all about. You've worked hard for this moment. And now, it's time to enjoy it. You flip on the TV and settle in never suspecting that your life is about to end or that your face will soon become someone's dinner. Make sure you check out Sword and Scale wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go ahead and get back to the show. So what do I need to do to start crowdfunding? Well, first off, I need a business plan, which is what I have been focusing on between JV Impacts. However, we have a lot going on at JV Impacts. We have our new book about to launch, which is about our new program that is about to launch called the 3T Method Fat Burning Program. I'm trying to help my friend Kevin with his production company. I'm working on our first sports podcast. I haven't heard anything about the comedy podcast I was working on, and I was recently introduced to a woman that wants to do a history podcast, which I haven't followed up with. What am I doing about all of this? Nothing. The most important thing I can do is build a plan. Without one, I won't know where I'm going. But if I spend too long on it, then I will never get anywhere. There's a fine balance between strategy and action. Finish the plan, make the shows, sell the advertising, and build this into one of the largest and best media companies in the world. I'm on the right path, I think. can't get enough of age of radio check out our other podcast jv impacts it is a motivational podcast to get you pumped for your day get it wherever you get your podcasts if you want to vote for the monthly age of radio podcast awards make sure you join our facebook group age of radio heads just look it up on facebook make sure you follow age of jeremy on instagram at age of jeremy and check out the site ageofjeremy.com also follow age of radio on facebook at age of radio Age of Jeremy was recorded in my home studio called Furry's Room. Yes, she is a hamster. It is recorded and mastered with Steinberg's Cubase and recorded with new microphones. The intro song was Born to Beg off the Nationals' new album, Sleep Well Beast, and our outro song was After the Party from the Mezinger's new album, After the Party. Check you later. 